Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a teaching with TBA rabbinic resident David Kaplinsky. We are back this week with another edition of next week's Midrash tonight, everyone's favorite um, looking forward to next week Midrash show. There's no other shows. Um, so it's always, it's, it's good to continue this uh, series with y'all. And we have a particularly good one uh, this week, I think. Um, so this, this Midrash that we're about to look at is, um, is, is concerned a lot with uh, the importance of a name. Now in the past, uh, I, I've, I've written and, and noted a lot about the importance of names in the Torah, the way that people's names change and uh, how they take on names or they're given names. And often they, they represent, you know, the stage of life that they're in. And I think that's one kind of naming. This Midrash is really concerned with, um, it's really concerned with uh, uh, what a name means, how you develop your own name. Not necessarily as a changing your name to show some new status, but you know, what does it mean to have a good name, right? There's a lot of different Torah about this. And this Midrash is going to seize on some, um, on one of our characters in next week's Parsha uh, to show why it seems that God really values um, a name, a good name. So that is the the basic introduction. But let's, uh, I'll pass these out and we will dive in. Okay, so we're going to look at uh, Midrash Tanchuma um, on Vayakel. And this is this is right at the beginning of uh, of this section of Midrash Tanchuma on this parsha, and as I've noted before, um, this is uh, an, an Amoraic midrash mostly, um, and it has a certain style that it um, likes to kind of start with a verse, and sometimes it doesn't even deal with many of the verses in the parsha. It'll just kind of do many different riffs on one really central or important verse, something that they spot. Sometimes you'll get, you know, five or six, and and sometimes you'll get more, and sometimes you'll just get, you know, the first words of a Parsha uh, as the main heading for the rabbis to uh, riff on. Okay, so this Tanhuma starts with the verse, Vayomer Moshe el b'nei Yisrael, re'u kara Adonai b'shem b'tzalel. Right and Ben Uri, which isn't mentioned here. So, God, and Moses said to the children of Israel, "See, the Lord has has called by name Betzalel, the son of Uri." Okay, so what do we notice interesting or distinctly about this verse? I mean, what what might seem odd or idiosyncratic to the rabbis enough to kind of riff on? Some of it was hinted in the intro. There we go. Joel has it. Uh, yeah, Joel, Joel says the name Bishem is, seems like an extraneous word. Um, and it's not usually when they speak of, when Moses speaks of other people, he doesn't say God called Bishem. Um, so I think that is really the major thing. I don't want to, we can all rack our brains for more things, but that's the main thing that the Midrash is going to say. And so, so what's the deal with calling Bitzalel by, you know, by name? So, and says, Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu Yisrael, the Holy One, blessed be He, said to Israel, Keep my commandments and my statutes. Lama, why? 
because the reward of a good deed is another good deed, but the result of committing a sin is another sin, right? So what's the reason we should keep them? Is because each time we do something, we kind of go on a certain path and we can amplify our good deeds or we can amplify our negative deeds, that it can be a spiral upwards or a spiral downwards. And uh, Ben Azai stated that one good deed results in another good deed and one sin produces another sin. So I think they're quoting their uh, Pirkei Avot, right? Mitzvah goreret mitzvah, avera goreret avera. I don't know if anyone knows the song. It's a great one. Mitzvah goreret mitzvah. Anyway, I learned. There you go. Excellent. Good. They do that at Ramah then? Okay, cool. They do it also at Reform Camp, believe it or not. Um, so, okay. So we kind of start with the concept of, you know, what's, you know, what's the point of doing good deeds? It kind of it can elevate you. And what's the point of, you know, the problem with sin is that you can go in this spiraling cycle of sin after sin after sin. So this is why God gives these commandments to to kind of keep us uh, in line. Okay, this is where it gets interesting. Um, right? Every time a man or a person increases the number of good deeds they perform, they add to their good name. You find that a person is known by three names. The name by which his father and mother call him, the name by which other men call him, and, and the one he earns for himself. And the most important name is the one he earns for himself. Right. So now we have the connection between um, doing good deeds or doing bad deeds and the name that we have that represents our behavior. Right. That's, that's the link that they're making here. Okay, we'll continue a little more. So, So you should know that, behold, Bitzalel, because he he was granted, or because really, because he had earned a good name, he was granted the privilege of building the tabernacle. As it is written, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold, right? That's from Mishle, from Proverbs. Whence do we know this? From the name by which he called him. And, that, and then he brings in the verse, Re'u kara Adonai b'shem b'tzalel. Right, so this is kind of, in short, the whole, the whole drash, but they, they're going to take it significantly further, which is uh, in, a, in a fun way. Um, but that... Bits, bits, the, the connection is that this Bishem that is uh, written in the text is, is there because it's teaching us something about a name. Right? It's teaching us something about the way that um, a name accumulates a reputation. Right? And Bitzalel rep- represents um, a great example of, of what a good reputation can do for a name. And so God particularly calls him Bishem in order to do this work uh, of building the tabernacle. Okay, we keep going. Scripture states elsewhere, a good name is better than precious oil and the day of death than the day of one's birth. Right, so we're going to start seeing a lot of different verses that they're going to bring in from the rest of the Tanakh about names, right? They, they're like really obsessed with this. So we're going to bring in all the good verses to, to try to see what more we can tease out about a name, right? So first we said it's, it's, more to, it's to be chosen more than great riches, right? And, and here we're going to get even more specific. A good name is better than precious oil, another valuable thing, right? Another material thing. 
and the day of death better than one's birth. Okay, so they asked Solomon, why is a good name better than precious oil? He replied, when a man is born, no one knows what he will become. But when he leaves this world with a good name, good deeds become abundant because of him. The Israelites attend him, they perform deeds of charity, they extol him with praises, and they exclaim, how righteous was so-and-so, and how wholeheartedly he fulfilled the law and performed good deeds. May his sleep be with the righteous. Right, so this this verse from, from Ecclesiastes, right, from Kohelet, um, who is, is usually attributed to being by Solomon, traditionally, um, is 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 saying that you know what's the deal with the idea that the day of death is better than one's birth? For on first uh, blush, what might you think when you hear that verse that the day of death is better than your birth? What might you think about the author or, or what they're actually trying to say? <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Stevie summed it up well, and he said life sucks. Um, Okay, or alternately, Tom said that, that Olam Haba, the world to come, right, the afterlife, however you want to imagine it, is actually better than the toil and the trouble of, of this world. So there's kind of t- two elements. Life's really bad, and the day of death is better because, you know, the real life is uh, the next life, right? So those are kind of two ways of seeing that verse. But they're actually seeing it differently. Um, yes, yes, uh, Fran. Yeah. Great, great. Fran summed it up really well. What this text seems to be saying is that the day of birth is not really that great because you haven't lived, right? Um, and that actually the day of death is is valuable because you've lived so much, <laughs> right? Because you really have done things and people recognize them, right? And praise you for those deeds so that it's not the day of death is, um, oh, finally, but it's actually like, because of the praise and the, the values that you accumulated that other people see, it kind of leads to a chain reaction. And you also, you know, personally for yourself, you're getting um, kind of that support, right, that of all the things that you did. It's, so it's an interesting idea. What do we think about that idea of the, the day of your death and your name being, you know, accumulating all this, all this reputation? Yes, Rabbi Schatz. Yes, great. So, uh, so Rabbi Schatz was saying that it, that, that this actually seems to represent, the, in a certain way, the reality of our, um, our celebrations of birth and, and our memories of who've died, right, and, and their funerals, um, that the, the name that's given for the child, that's all the talk is about the hope. They'll, they'll really represent what that name could be or what that name meant to a previous, uh, to, to a previous ancestor, you know, what they, they'll reflect those values and qualities. And then at a funeral, we're, we're, we're actually seeing the fulfillment of whatever that name meant, right? Not just what we hoped it would be, but, but actually what it was. And, and people actually have what to say about, um, yes, Tom. Right. That's true. Right, right. So Tom, Tom is going to temper our, uh, you know, our, the, 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 the strong um, idealization here of, of the best life, right? That, that it actually could go the other way, right? That, that. If somebody has has a rough life, it might be harder to say uh, nicer things, or, or you know, somebody isn't accumulating these good deeds. It might be harder to to find those things. Um, so yeah, it is. It does cut both ways, um, and you know, they're they're kind of 
wanting to lead you to, you know, I think part of the, the, the goal of this whole um, homily or, or, or activity here is to try to say, you know, lead you to the, why, why is a good name worth it? You know, why should we be doing these things? And, and how does our name reflect, uh, could reflect the best that, that we are? Excellent. All right, we will, let's, let's move on to the next page. Okay, and now they have a question about the specific thing about oil mentioned. Why is a good name better than oil, right? So they're going to say, why did Solomon not say a good name is better than wine or honey, right? So just, just you know, to, just to take the, you know, what's the specificity of oil? So they want to read something particular, not just that it's a nice thing. We could have said lots of nice things. So why this particular nice thing? And why did he refrain from mentioning any other fluid except precious oil, right? That follows along. Because of the fact that when you pour water into a bottle of oil, it rises and floats to the surface, while other fluids are missable, kind of mixable more or less. I, I looked it up <laughs> with water. Um, that, that is what happens to one who possesses a good name. They rise to a new level in their community, right? So now we kind of have taken the idea of this oil and saying, oh, it's, there's actually a real lesson in why a good name is better than oil, because a good name is is like oil that rises above other mixtures. Um, I just think that's pretty image. Any thoughts on that or any ideas there? Or, it's just great. Yes, great. Oh, great. So Bob, so Bob is, has taken this both as an interpretation of this drosh, but he's kind of got his own drosh, I think. It seems like almost like something new out of it, with, right, which is, uh, sorry, say it one more time, just the last part. Oh, the anointing oil, right? That that the oil is this is this uh, this this uh, um, substance we use to to anoint people. And sorry, I was so good. Yeah, right. The oil that is the ceremonial thing may just last for this moment, but a good name actually will rise above that. I think the only problem with this part of the drosh is that you know the the line says the good name is better than oil. But what they're doing is, is saying, oh, it's, it's like oil, you know, which rises to the top in water. So I think it's a beautiful image. I think it, uh, uh, I think actually Bob's midrash is better. <laughs> yes, Tom. Right. Good oil. Yeah, right. Because any oil, right, good, right, good oil is, is, is a very valuable commodity and probably takes extra work and, and the right, uh, you know, uh, olives and all those good things. Right, extra virgin, 100%. I, I, I should really, you know, go to a kibbutz and figure out how to make oil and stuff. Then I'll, then I'll really know what I'm talking about here. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. I love it. We're, we, we're like, Fran and Bob are adding to the, these great voices in the text and, and saying that oil is this limited resource and that, that good deeds, there's, there's no limit. I think we might actually find some of that coming up. So you may have even anticipated it. You, you knew what's up. You knew what's up. I love that when that happens, actually, you know, because it shows that we have the same thinking. We can be. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Oh, very good. Right. So that, that's an important that's an important reminder that, Joel, I think Stevie seemed to have known it all along. <laughs> I, I, I had gone over my head maybe because I was reading too much English. Um, but yeah, Shem, right, right, Shem, Shem Tov and Shemen Tov, a good name and good oil. That, right, that's a really, I, that might be the real reason why Solomon or whoever the author did used Shemen specifically because of that, that beautiful wordplay. But yeah, there's, there is some relationship, right? There is some relationship between this 
valuable commodity that anoints kings and priests, and that actually is is not only um, is not only a, a luxury, but has actually has some kind of holy purpose. And a good name is even better than that, right? Built in Shem kind of is is coming out of that Shemin. Also, you might even say it's, it's rising out of the the. the the three-letter word, yeah, the mixture of Shemin, exactly. This is great. We're, we're really rocking it. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go on to the next one. Okay, Davar Acher, another interpretation, another comment on Tov Shem Mishemen Tov, right? And you can hear it so much better when you say it, Tov Shem Mishemen. Um, a good name is better than precious oil. A good name increases among people while precious oil descends. Now, in Hares, I think, where, the real, where it really works. Uh, a good name arises as it is written in Genesis. I will make of thee a great nation. Right? This is to Avraham. And I will make your name great. Right? While precious oil flows downwards. Right? As it is said, it is like the precious oil upon the head. Right? And that verse is, uh, um, let's see. Where is it? Shemin Tov Yored. Right? Yeah. Um, so precious oil is transitory while a good name is everlasting. So I think we're, we're kind of, we, we kind of had that. We're, we're getting it. Um, as it is said, may his name endure forever. May his name be continued as long as the sun. This was said in reference to the prophets and the wise men. Precious oil may be destroyed, but a good name is indestructible. As it is said, I will give them an everlasting memorial that they shall not be cut off. Shem olam etenlo, asher lo yikaret. Okay, so there's a few different uh, interpretations in this one. And some of it was the idea that, that the Shemen is physical. It's, it's limited in supply. It doesn't last forever. But this, this ability to increase your good name, to do, to do goodness and, and have it reflect, is, is endless. Um, and that that a good name is, is at least in the text that they're using is something that rises and becomes great. Whereas, uh, oil is always a thing that is poured down, right? It always descends over, like we're saying over these Kings and pointing. So that's the, again, another comparison. Let's keep going. Um, okay. Precious oil is possessed by men of wealth. Ba'ashirim, Bishem Tov Ba'aniim Uva'ashirim. Right? Precious oil is possessed by men of wealth, but a good name may be attained by poor and rich alike. A good name adheres to the living and the dead, while precious oil exists for the living alone. A scent of precious oil may travel from the sleeping chamber to the anteroom, but a good name travels from one end of the earth to the other. Right? So again, there's, there's something more adaptable about... about uh, what we do, right? What we do actually has these great reverberations that go from one end of the earth to the other. And, and, and that it, it's not limited by class. It's not necessarily limited by, um, by group. Um, and, and, and that oil, right, is only for the living. But this good name, again, is it endures beyond life. It endures beyond life. Okay, and then to bring it home, there was a really great thing about uh, comparing with... Um, Nadav and Avihu, who bring, who bring the fire and Shemen, 
um, compared with, with someone else's reputation. Anyway, I didn't bring that because it was going to be a little too long, but let's, let's bring it home. Um, okay. The Yom Hamavet Miyom Hivaldo, right? That's from, from Ecclesiastes, from Kohelet. Um, when Miriam was born, no one was aware of it. But at her death, the well disappeared. Okay, so that's referencing the, the Midrashic idea in the Talmud that when Miriam died, Miriam, uh, her, her merit allowed this kind of rolling well, right, that just kind of rolled along with the Israelites and gave them water wherever they were. And that when she died, the minute she died, the people start complaining about water. And so the idea is, oh, well, that must mean that she was the source of water, her righteousness. And when she was gone, people noticed because she had this merit that was keeping them alive physically. Um, when Aaron was born, no one knew. But when he died, the cloud of glory was removed. When Bitzalel was born, right? That's our, that's our architect of the Mishkan mentioned in our Parsha here at the beginning. Nobody knew. But before he died, he was called to build the tabernacle. So not right at the end of the death, but, but that's what he's known for, right? That's what he becomes known for into his life. After their deaths, everyone knew these things. A good name is better than precious oil. Betalel's good name was more was more better. <laughs> Thank you, Safaria. Was better was more better. No, Betalel's name was better for him than anointing oil to the sons of Aaron. For in the case of Betalel, the Holy One, blessed be He, declared, "See, the Lord hath called by my name, Betalel." And that was the comparison that that. The sons of Aaron bring this fire, right, where the, and, and presumably are using oil in the flame and are consumed, right? But Bitzalel, Bitzalel's name endures beyond. So they kind of bring that Shemin back to uh, future parsha. So again, I think this, this comes back around to, to what Rabbi Schatz was saying, that this, that the end of your life, um, you know, allows, uh, allows people to know who you are, right? By that point... People have an idea of, of what you've done and who you were and what you meant to different people. Um, and, and the same is true with our ancestors and with the, the different characters in, in the Torah. Is that who was Aaron until he became the Kohen Gadol? Until he, you know, at least midrashically brought peace uh, amongst the people between, between individuals. Um, that, that's what actually mattered, right? But who was Bitzalel at his birth until he built the Mishra? Yeah, Stevie. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Right, that's what that last bit. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think trying to cut that out kind of killed it. Right, so even in, this, in, in that way, oil is actually not always so great. It actually can be dangerous, right, as opposed to your own reputation being what it is. Tom, did you have something? Oh, okay. You were, yes, Rabbi Shots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Some, um, no, well summed up. Really well summed up. So, so I think we'll we'll kind of conclude, and I can take you know bring in. Yes, yes, Tom has something. Go ahead. Last one. Right, Bishem. Why does it call him by? Yes, right. Or in the shadow of God, or in the shade of God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. That's important. I I, I went right past my head. But yeah, Bitzalel's name already represents this kind of ideal name, right? That, that, that he is in the shade of God, right? That he is like, uh, you know, a f- and he does something with the name, right? Right? Uh, so, it, so it's kind of the best of both worlds to have both a, 
a good name that represents some great potential, and he fulfills the potential um, as well. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Rabbi Zamir Cohen Fahid Abrud has, has, has some great ideas about naming in, in, in the Jewish world and, it, and its meaning and importance. Uh, and I think that's important, right? It, it is half the battle. Um, the giving of the name represents the hopes as, uh, of what somebody can become. Uh, but it's, it's the life that, that fulfills that, um, one way or another, or, and, and no one's perfect, but we can all strive, um, to be building our good name. And, and hopefully that will, uh, will, will endure way past us, um, God willing. May that, uh, be our hope. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.